0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 2 season 4 of the standoff of Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Uh well Richie, the preseason challenge is officially over and the Countdown around 1's officially on. Um first of all, how was your weekend and what do you think of the final trials?
1: Hey Brad, yeah, weekend was good, buddy. Um yeah, enjoyed the trials which I did watch the um, the week before. I, I was saying it's our year. Um, this week I'm saying just a trial. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think I think um, yeah, it was quite interesting. Nice to see St. let get one up over the Panthers. And yeah, overall, it was a good watch.
0: Yeah, definitely. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on podcasts at iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just look for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the final week of trials. Uh, We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. Um, We'll take a look at the first round of the Super League um, before ending the night with our predictions for the year, which... um, Richie won by a landside last year so I'm hoping to get him back this time um so yeah just remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show I see Hammers here already evening Hammer um I'll talk about it a bit later on but we're joining ruin hammer tonight uh 10 30 New Zealand time for their uh 23 predictions um for 2023 so after you finish us have a bit of a break and then go watch us there and see Simon's here too evening Simon and um we may as well jump straight into the the news stories richie um haven't really got too many but um we got seagulls won the preseason challenge taking home the 100k prize money what's your take on that
1: oh yes it's uh like like we're sort of talking about last week it's an interesting concept for for pre-season trials and, and maybe our lofty predictions for the Sea Seagulls were just a little bit early last year. It was meant for pre-season this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, and a see Paul's decided to turn up at the end. Uh, well done, Paul. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was a great showing by Seagulls. Well done for it. Still really don't understand the point system, but, um, the Warriors weren't in the running after the yeah. performance. So, um, it didn't really matter, but yeah, congrats to Manly. Um, it didn't make me change my predictions. I went heavy on Manly last year. I'm not doing that again. But um, yeah. maybe maybe they'll show some good signs. We don't know. But um, we had a little bit of um, signing news or signing rooms, I guess we should say. Um, Dominic Young, um, the English winger at the Knights, has reportedly told his Knights teammates that he's leaving the club to join the Roosters because that's where everyone goes. Um, what's your take on the fact that he might be going there and what it potentially could mean for Daniel Tupo? it's uh, an interesting one, not sure what it means
1: for Daniel Tupo. I, I, uh, throws a spanner into the potential Roger Tui Sheck return to the Roosters. Um, you know, so yeah. yeah, Dom Young's a good young kind of in a similar mold to, um. Daniel Tupo, really, you know, tall and lean, uh, fast. So, um, I did read some, something on Facebook about, uh, Daniel Tupo's agents exploring potential options in, um, Super League and or NRL Super League and Japanese rugby. So, yeah, who knows? You could yep. have ramifications.
0: Yeah, I, I, believe he'll be gone. That might be a, a reason why, uh, Dom Young was picked up. He, they may have already got the vibe that Tupo was going to go. Um, but yeah, he'll find a club anywhere um, in any code that he wants there. Um, so we're, yeah. I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that a bit later in the season when um, news develops. Um, keeping with the rumours, um, Mitch Moses is rumoured to have rejected the Tigers offer and will instead stay with the Eels. Um, we kind of said that last year, that we felt like Mitch Moses was going to stick around at the Eels, but um, sounds like it's almost a done deal. So, um, what's your take on Mitch Moses sticking with the Eels? And, um, do you there's feel still, for the poor Tigers?
1: I don't. No, I don't. They picked up, uh, up carousel and IPAPS and and John Bateman. So I think they're all right. But, um, it's, it's, it's still rumor at this stage, right? Because I, I think it's, it was pretty close to overline, wasn't it?
0: It's pretty close to overline, the but there's been no official announcement. So to, yeah. to make ourselves look a, a bit more, um, on the ball, I've said rumour. Um, but I'm yeah. sure by next week, we'll be talking about how it's official. But, um yeah, I think it's probably good for him. He's probably more closer to winning a premiership if he sticks around at the Eels than if he went to the Tigers. Um, if that's indeed what he's after, um, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, um I never really had doubt that he was going to stick around with um, the Eels. It kind of always felt like he was always going to stick around. So, um yeah. Congrats to the Eels, I guess. And um, the last little bit of news um, for signings is Josh Mansour. He's still without an NRL contract and is desperate to to get back in, and he's playing for the Newtown Jets um, in a bid to get back into first grade. Um, I was just playing around um, thinking of situations, and I was thinking oh, it, it will never happen, but what if the Knights pick up Mansour and they send Dom Young to reserve grade for the year? It's uh, out there thinking, Brad. <laughs> it's out there thinking, but <laughs> yeah. um, we, we've seen it with um, the Raiders and um, the Sharks, where they kind of didn't use Chance and Luke Metcalf when they could have, because yeah. they were going to another club. Um, maybe they do that with Dom Young, but I think the Knights are desperate to try to win a game, so they'll probably yeah. keep Dom Young out yeah. there.
1: Well, yeah,
0: but, uh, Dom, Dom
1: Young's on the on the up, and, and young and. and we saw at the World Cup what he can do, whereas I think Josh Mansell's sort of trending the other way. Uh, We haven't really seen the best out of him the last few years. So, um, yeah, I wish him the best in his endeavour to get back, but, um, yeah, I think he'll find it tough.
0: But, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm sure, I I think there was a comment in there about that Mansell should still be at a NRL club. And, yeah, have I been on (laughs) plunk? No. Um, it's preseason, you're allowed to be a bit more free thinking with your rumors. Um, <laughs> I think he's got the experience where he could be handy even to help um, develop the young players in a, in a squad. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll see. Like Hammers said as well, they've got a Knights have got a few youngins in the outside yeah. backs coming through, so yep. he'd probably send um young to reserve grade anyway. Yeah, may as well blood a new player now. Um, it's not like they're we are being honest here it's not like they're running for a, a final spot realistically i know every team's pushing for that but i don't see them making the eight so you may as well blood a few youngins in there i i think that's probably the best way to go um but we'll go on to some more news away from the signings um my favorite team the dragons um they had a bit of a skirmish at the hotel. Um, Ravalava and Zane Musgrove got into a heated exchange at the team's hotel in the early hours of their defeat, um, after their defeat to the Rabbitohs. Um, Ravalava um, told officials he was too drunk to remember what happened. And Anthony Griffin's come out and said he's addressed the issue already at training. But well, what's your take on my beautiful dragons um, seemingly continuing to implode? Um too drunk to remember. Drink responsibly, but
1: we've all been there. Um, yeah, great culture they have there, eh? <laughs> um, just just more, heaping more onto the onto the evidence that there's this not all's very rosy there at the Dragons. Going back to last year, so yeah, um, yeah. If you're Brad, you're probably loving it, loving a bit of that that news.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, yeah, they drank too much Fiji and Bounty st- Rum, most likely. St- um, yeah. Stick to the carver, Mich- Michele, stick to the carver. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a good sign, um, I guess, or maybe this type of controversy is something that might pull them together. I honestly don't know. I don't give them much much hope, as we'll probably find out in my uh, um, predictions later on. But, um, yeah, not, not a good look and um, probably makes the uh, – the job security for Griffin a little bit thinner um yeah may as well our last bit of news um the NRL canceled their season launch it's the second year in a row it's been canceled the first one obviously was 2022 when there was all the flooding in Australia and they canceled it this time they've actually canceled it due to the current issues with the CBA deal um there's a lot of rumors now that things are progressing well um, but the thought behind cancelling it this time was the launch could prevent. It was just basically to prevent any friction with the players while they were kind of on good ground. Um, but what's your um, take on them cancelling the the season launch again?
1: That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, if, if if they're doing it to um, because of the CBA sort of stuff going on, that's that's fine. If things are progressing well, that even better, but yeah, it doesn't make a difference really. Does it Brad?
0: Not really. We, we don't really watch a lot of the season launch stuff when it's here. Um, so I don't really pay a lot of attention to it. Um, so, but yeah, it, the fact that they're talking about the CBA is progressing. Well, I think it's probably a good thing. We don't have to potentially talk about strikes come round one, um, which would be a bonus. Um, so yeah hopefully before round one we actually get a definitive answer about the CBA then we can talk about it at length a bit more um yeah and Paul said it's a bit amateurish to leave things this late uh, Australians are never on time you know it, it just is what it is um but yeah um it's going to be an interesting story at least for us next week hopefully uh, but yep. we may as well go into the trials. Um, you did say before we went on air that you actually bothered to try to watch some this time, so kudos mm. to you. Thank um, you very much. So I, I still only watch Smatterings. Um, yep. As I've met you off here, I'm kind of going through um, a home-finding situation, so my weekend's a bit packed. Um, but we'll go through, I'll just run down all the scores and then we'll just talk about the trials in a conglomerate. So uh, yep. we had, first up, we had the Eels defeating the Knights 36-14. Uh, then we had the Seagulls defeating the Roosters 28-16. The Charity Shield uh, saw the Rabbitohs um, demolish the Dragons 42-24. Then the World Club Challenge, probably the most entertaining game of the weekend, uh, St. Helens defeated the Panthers 13-12 in Golden Point. Um, <laughs> thanks, for <Paul>. um, <laughs> You're a real wordsmith, Brad. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Um, then we had the Broncos defeating the Cowboys 20-18. to 18, The Storm defeating the Warriors in Christchurch 24-6. Tigers defeating the Raiders 36-4. Uh, then we had the Sharks put on a bit of a show, defeating the Bulldogs 36-16. And then the Titans defeating the Dolphins in the last game of the trials 40-16. So um, overall, what games would you like to kind of go over? Obviously, the World Club Challenge was a big one um know I mean, we got a comment here mm. saying i wouldn't read too much into preseason results but saint helen's def- dethroning the cats was good um yeah i yeah. thought it was great. great um i know i've kind of been growing a, a bit of a i i'll probably say jealous um hate towards the panthers i don't like sometimes their braggadocio ways if if the Warriors were doing what the Panthers were doing um and winning I probably would be feeling very different about it um but I thought it was a great game I think to be honest um like all of us um the Panthers took St Helens too lightly and um yeah St Helens just did what they needed to do it helped that it was a horrible weather so it probably felt a bit more like Mm -hmm. England um but it was a great contest I know there were some people saying like it's over for the Panthers right right. I I've got it uh we've got a comment saying Penrith won't get the three-peat I don't think they're going to get the three-peat either but um I still see them as a, a contender to take the whole thing out um this loss hasn't changed anything in that um you know they they had some losses mm. last year against Parramatta so they can lose them but mm. they know how to bounce back which is the main thing um your takes on the cherry uh, out the World Club challenge
1: Oh, I just thought it was fantastic. Um, the Panthers have been so successful, it's made them very easy to hate on. Um, so to see St. Helens come to their backyard and and get one over them, uh, I thought defensively they were very sound. Nice to see your boy Connie Harrell get it dry. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a fantastic effort from St. Helens. Um, everyone was writing them off. Uh, Phil Gould said that um, the Panthers should be able to declare at half time. Um, and it all kind of backfired. But it was fantastic. Fantastic to see, um, you know, Cat amongst the pigeons there.
0: Yeah. And Simon put a good thing up. We, we might keep that one for the questions, Simon. Um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, great game. Um, I suppose we better talk about the Warriors game 24 um, 6. I thought. Uh, Horrible game. Um, regardless of the result, uh the amount of errors both teams, I think there was about yeah. 30. I was meant to get the stat, but I didn't. Um yeah, it was like about 30 errors between the sides. Um, very messy, very clunky. And then um when all the changes happened in the second half, the storm kind of got ahead. And mm. um yeah, disappointing as a Warriors fan, there were there were little nuggets of things that I liked and there were things that I found concerning. Um, but we've seen uh, ruin hammer and a lot of other people have had interviews with Andrew Webster and it feels like he's the kind of guy that will see those negatives and actually get them fixed. Um, which I know we mm. talked a lot last year about the same problem is happening every week. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to be in a situation where we pick out a problem and then in a week or two weeks time, that problem's gone. Um, mm. That still worries preseason optimism in me, um, but I thought there was some good showing. Sean Johnson wasn't one of them, unfortunately, and um, I know a lot of people are calling for his head. Um, I still want to see him partner with tamari Martin before you start, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But um, I saw some of those young guys. I think did reasonably well. Mitch Barnett, I like the look of uh, Jackson Ford. Um, continues to, to make me look silly when I laughed at the signing last year. Um, yeah, there were some good points in there, and I think when you had full strength versus full strength, the Warriors led 6-0 at halftime. That's something to be positive of. Um, how that transforms to mm. regular season performances is another story. But what's your take on the game? Mm.
1: Yeah, obviously the result's a bit disappointing, but like everyone's already pointed out, only read so much into that in a trial game. Um, I saw little pieces too, which I, I found encouraging and watching Ruin Hammer's interview with Andrew Webster, I, I feel like he's going to put a lot of stock on de- defense and, you know, come with a sort of defense first mindset. Um, sh- strong defense will provide you opportunities elsewhere in the game. Um, and I, you saw things like Barnett leading the, the leading the line speed yeah uh, near near Corey put in putting on nice shots so uh, encouraging stuff from the from the new signings and you know i hope I hope we see a lot more starch you our know, defenses here I think will be a lot better for that
0: yeah yeah I, I did notice that mitch Barnett was controlling the defensive line and they were actually rushing forward which we don't see a lot from the Warriors mm. especially last year they were more of a wait and see approach where they would wait for the attack to come to them instead of meeting them mm. in the middle um so it's good to see that um and yeah I still I don't I still don't see great things happening but I'm hoping to see some you know some progress is probably the way to mm. say it um at least doing my mental mindset doing the show every week a bit better if that's the case um next bit we may as well um talk about the Tigers because we're usually talking about the Tigers quite a bit with how dismal they've been they actually put a good showing against the Raiders and I we didn't get to see all their players that they've signed on but we got to see a a smattering of the new signings and they did look better um the Raiders haven't really looked that great in trial so it is always hard to gauge and it is only a trial but do you think this is going to show that the Tigers are going to call their way out of the bottom oh the wooden
1: spoon area you would hope so with, with the recruitment they've done. There you know, the recruitment they they managed to uh, carry out in the off season was when last season was very good. Um you'd say Coruso, Papali'i, John Bateman's are also pretty top draw signings. So yeah. Um, while they have been abysmal the past couple of years, you'd think those three guys might have enough impact to see them at least get a few more wins this year
0: yeah definitely um I think yeah they they have recruited well it does look like a good team it's just if they can get get it all together on the same page and keep it consistent through the season that's Mm. that's going to be another story um but yeah I'm a bit more concerned about the Raiders to be fair but once I think they get into the regular season you know you look at the trials last year the Warriors bet the storm and there were some other big teams yep. that didn't do well and then it all changed once regular season hits so um but yeah Jacko said they're they're very top heavy the Tigers yeah. and um they're going to struggle with depth if they get some injuries which is true yep. and true. um Jack Jacko did also mention earlier um about Sean Johnson that's you know he didn't have the great game but his defense was good um which I will agree with he he was very solid on d um that's a positive to pull out of it um,
1: apart from but, one apart from one instance if you watch back on Ellie Katoa's try, the initial break that Harry Grant made he, he was pretty pretty laxy there but other than that he was pretty sound.
0: yeah and we didn't talk about it but what did you think of Katoa's first game against his old club?
1: He looks bad eh we should make him an offer make him an offer. Looks not bad. He's pretty athletic. No, yeah, um, yeah, he went pretty good. His try was nice. You Mm. know, he showed glimpses of what he should be able to do, big body with with good speed. Um, That's what we always hoped we'd get from him, and he he showed glimpses of it with us, but um, probably not always utilized the right way. So I think under a smart guy like Craig Bellamy, we might see a little bit more of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um his try was good. Um the whole the worries left for him though, any I could have scored that. Um if oh, he came with the now. ball in that hole. I reckon <laughs> I could have I could have got close. May have pulled a hammy close to the line, but um yeah, it was it was just good hole running though. Um yeah, if he didn't put himself in the right spot for there, um, you know, nothing would happen. And um yeah. Simon said he's not worried about the Raiders and that Ricky will get the boys back into performing the top eight and Jacko also said that Brown stuffed guitar up yeah yeah um, I believe if Brown wasn't the coach Katoa would most likely still be at the club um because he would have been used the way he was being used prior to Brown and where he was being dangerous so mm. um it's unfortunate but I think it's um probably the best thing that's ever happened to Katoa mm. um You know, going to the storm, you know, the sky's the limit with his potential. And like you said, a guy like Bellamy is going to be able to find all the good out of him and make him a a much better player. So Mm. I'm expecting we're going to talk about Katara a lot this year um, when we're reviewing the games properly. Um, Any other games you want to talk about before we move on?
1: Mm, Not really any that I watched in great depth. Titans look pretty good bit of yeah. a worry there for the Dolphins but we know that they you know they've just put together a whole new squad and their depth is not going to be the greatest so yeah it's going to be probably, tough it's going to be tough yeah
0: um yeah and the Rabbitohs just looked as dangerous as normal um yeah the, and yeah, yeah. Sure. they were playing the Dragons though um so I put that on um but yeah it was good um but it was overall there weren't too many surprises I think I'd say I I would honestly say probably the Tigers Mm. um were the only surprise for me out of the trials yeah um oh yeah, and Jacko said the Storm's new winger looked great the um Warbrick okay Warbrick,
1: eh? Warbrick. W- William Warbrick yeah. he was he's was really good
0: yeah um he you know I was hoping to see a bit of him last year for the Storm mm. but he didn't really get the opportunities um I think we might see a bit more of that this year for him um mm. they've got some decent wingers though so Time will tell, but I'm sure he's gonna get a chance. And um if he plays like he did in that trial, um, it might be hard to get him out of the site again. So yep. um another great kiwi, um hopefully gonna do good things. Um and then the Warriors will sign him when he's 32 and um, bring him back. <laughs> um so yeah, that was all the trials we had. So I rather than going into Super League straight away, we'll do our questions now. Um hmm paul if you want to bring up simon's question before we jump into ours um so he was talking about the um world club challenge saying what do you think of the idea of one australian team one english team one french team and one kiwis team playing in the world cup challenge um i i think it'd be an interesting concept um we're kind of we're kind of a bit cheating with the kiwis one because there's really only one of us um but it could be interesting. Um, what's your take, Richie?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. What to know what Simon means here? Whether that one Kiwi's team is the Warriors or whether it's a um, you know more of a domestic side from from our our comp over here. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, I feel like it
0: would have to be the Warriors. I feel like yeah, if you'd a think domestic so. Side, a domestic side probably wouldn't do that. They well get hammered, yeah, great well, players
1: or at least they assembled, like, some kind of selection team. I don't know. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Jacko said it would be interesting, but calendar's too full already. Um, yeah, that's another problem um, cramming in another um, another few teams. It would probably add a few more weeks to preseason games. Um,
1: it's, it's, it's not that full when you compare it to rugby, where they've got all their domestic comps and then, all the internationals they play in interview
0: tours surely yeah so Simon Leg- said it's sorry um, Simon yeah. said it was the Warriors and Cattle and Dragons he was talking about yeah that'd um, be great <laughs> more Warriors to watch love it I'd like it they've done that in the past I can't remember when a few years ago when they did the World Club challenge but they took a few more NRL teams and they also played some Super League teams Yes, yeah. the Warriors weren't one of them, but it could be something like that. I don't I don't know. Um it would be interesting to see. I remember one year
1: they they did they did do it and the Warriors were involved. I don't know if it was Super, I think League, was Super year. League It was yeah. Super League year, wasn't it? And that was quite cool to watch because I think the Warriors actually did pretty decent against some of those Super League sides.
0: Yeah. Um but were there any other questions in there, Paul? I don't think so. I think we kind of were answering them all as we went. Um, yeah. So Simon said, 2015, 16, they took a couple of NRL sides to play. It was yeah. about three sides. Yeah, that's why I believe was. so. Um, but we'll. Um, I'll go. I'll go with my question first because it kind of is the opposite to yours. Um, sure. Who said, "Judging by his recent performance, how long would you stick it out with Sean Johnson as the Warriors' halfback in 2023 if you were in charge?" There's a few layers to
1: to that. My reply to that, and when you look at the rest of our halves that we have to select from, there is some depth there with Tamati Martin and uh, Metcalf. Um, none of them really have an elite-level kicking game. And I think although Sean probably missed his mark more than he wanted to on the weekend, out of the three, he'd probably have the superior kicking game. Yeah, Perhaps, perhaps. Um, and he's prob- probably got the experience edge over the other two as well. But if we roll out into the regular season and Sean has a half-dozen games like he had on the weekend where he's – Missing touch from penalties and kicking out on the fall and doesn't it fails to really spark our attack? I don't think I'd wait too long before I pulled trigger and tried something different. And I wonder how Andrew Webster will approach that. Um, we saw yeah. uh, how we saw how dangerous Metcalf can be, and I think you know, I think Sean would be if it went that way and he wasn't performing off the bat made a change and it yielded some results then at least we'll have an experienced backup option and Sean if there were any injury but you know it's not too far from the dawn of a new era for the Warriors and and the spine so yeah I don't think I'd wait too long
0: yeah I I'd say eight weeks because that's around how long Metcalf's out for (laughs) so yeah yeah if that first, like the eight weeks that I don't see bringing Volkman into the house being any better. Hi,
1: this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. if Sean hasn't shown you know some glimpses or going back to the old ways which I feel like he might do um spoiler for prediction later on on ruin Haber's show um I feel like Sean will find a groove with Marty Martin um but yeah if if it's not working they're in a position where they don't have to keep persisting like they have been um so yeah time will tell but I'm I'm being hopeful as a Warriors fan um But I think it's a great problem to have to be able to have a guy like Metcalf that could potentially add some spark um, if that's what's needed. So, um, yeah. Your question for me, though?
1: My question for you, Brad, was um, has anybody impressed you enough to force their way into the Warriors game day team who you didn't have penciled in prior to the trials?
0: Uh, Yeah, there's two. There's the one we just talked about, Metcalf um yep. I kind of expected him to be um used in reserve grade basically all year and just brought in if there was injuries where now I was like oh you, I feel like you kind of need to have him in the 17 somewhere um mm. and the other one was Jackson Ford um who mm. as I said earlier we are, I won't say we I'll, I'll just throw myself under the bus I laughed at his signing, say well, it's great we've got another nobody that um was at the Dragons and if the Dragons don't want him why the hell do we um but he both games he impressed me he he, he's not flashy he's just he's still he's very similar to the the merchies of the world that the warriors have had in the past where he does his job um doesn't really put a foot out of line era wise and just does the hard work which um i think he needs to be in talks to be in the 17 right now um especially with guys like jazz and that injured at the moment so yeah, he's probably the number one for me. Jackson Ford really impressed me. What about you though? Do you have any? Same too. You,
1: you stole my thunder, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been impressed with Jackson Ford. Uh, seems like he runs a good hard line. Um, I like the look of our back row uh, with him there, the makeup of it, and it's gonna it's going to create, you know pressure within the back row for for places um people like you've still got people like Josh Curran I think I think Murata Niakore will do really well and Tohu at 13 so I think there's some real competition for places there in the back row I think it'll bode really well for our pack
0: yeah definitely and that kind of goes uh, Jacko's agreed and said Ford's a real surprise pickup but Jacko also mentioned Wade Egan um said he's hardly going to get a tax rolling um he thinks we urgently need better I I think they're going to persist with Egan I think if the Ford pack can do their job it's going to help him out he still had a few um shocking passes out of dummy half that were going forward um he needs to fix that but I still think the the end game is Freddie lusick's going to end up being the, the the main hooker in time um he's just got to get seasoned but I I think we uh Egan is you know you could always do better I, he's not going to be a, a top tier hooker but i think he's still a very smart footballer um that i'd rather have right now with the stock they have and we do we lose richie mm. can you hear me brad i can hear you but you've disappeared it makes it a lot better actually
1: yeah um, i was gonna no say it's probably the... it's probably for the better
0: i'm not seeing your face but yeah so that's our questions um I'll keep going while Richie's trying to fix his camera but he can still talk so that's good we'll go into um Super League um they had round one obviously there was one game missing which was um St Helens vs Huddersfield because St Helens were down here making the Panthers look silly but we'll um we had Warrington defeat Leeds 42 10. Uh, Catalan's defeat uh, Wakefield Trinity 38-24, Salford defeat Lee 20-10, Hull KR defeat Wigan 27-18, and Hull FC defeat Castleford 32-30. I didn't get to catch uh, much of this game. I only saw highlights. I was disappointed that Wigan didn't get the job done as as the Wigan fan on the show. Um, But there weren't really many surprises. Uh, Wakefield Trinity was probably my only surprise um they really took Catalan's to the limit I kind of expected a bit more of a blowout there um but yeah everyone else um we kind of part and parcel I know Simon probably watches a bit more of it than me um he said here uh when it comes to Super League he's conflict uh, really conflicted he would like to see Wakefield get relegated and um yeah I, I kind of feel like Wakefield might be the next one down um i didn't know lee had the shocking jerseys which we talked about last year um now that they're no longer the centurions they're now the leopards but um i think a good first hit out um for all these guys and um i'd ask Richie his opinion but he's gone so um i may as well go on and we'll do a quick preview of the super league um round two so we've got Salford versus Hulk kr Huddersfield versus warrington Leeds versus Hull FC, Wigan versus Wakefield, Catalans versus Lee, and Castleford versus St. Helens. Um, And um, Simon's also just said Super League will be rebranding in the next couple of years and the clubs will be categorized if they're going to stay up or down. So, yeah, that's an interesting way uh, to do it. It probably makes sense. There's probably, you know, your usual suspects that they'll always want to be in Super League, Um, your St. Helens, your Wiggins. Teams that you're never really going to expect to be in trouble of relegation anyway. But, um, <laughs> Richie, you're still- there. We go. Well done. Uh, it's that Wellington technology for you. Um, yeah. So, I just, um, while you were gone, I just did the Super League results and previewed. Do you have anything to say on the Super League? Uh,
1: no, mate. No, no. no. Um, I didn't actually catch. M- any of the super leagues so i probably
0: exited at the right time (laughs) you barely catch the nrl at the moment i don't know (laughs) um so that means we may as well jump into our predictions um we're going a lot quicker which i'm sure paul's loving um i don't have as much stuff to talk about but we'll we'll drag (laughs) it out a bit with our predictions um so you know he's already he's already got the the whip out um first one we had if i can remember hold on First one we had was leading tri-scorer. Oh, there we go. Paul's got all the work now. Um, so I picked Ronaldo Mulatalo, and who did you pick?
1: Alex Johnston, mate. His, um, his, tri-t- his tri-tally this year is going to take him from number five to number two on the all-time list. He'll go past Brett Morris, Steve Menzies, and Billy Slater and sit only behind Ken Irvine.
0: See so how could you have, go wrong
1: picking Alex Johnston how could you go wrong
0: yeah it's, it's the cheating answer i guess um it's a safe it's a safe hear, answer yeah this is why you win the predictions every year because you pick the the safe options and i try to go left field and put all my money on one thing which you might see a trend
1: i've gone out there a couple of times so i haven't gone all safe
0: yeah so um the next one we had was leading point scorer um if Paul can remember that one for here we go. Um, so we had uh, I kept, I kept with the sharks and I went with Nico Hines and your pick, Dal Holmes scores tries,
1: kicks goals really well. Um, he'll be there or thereabouts,
0: yeah. And Paul's just remind me it's me that needs to control the slides, so I've got that now, Paul. Um, I'll get it sorted. Um, yeah, again, a- another safe option from you. Um Simon Simon said Nathan Cleary would be leading point scorer. Um yeah, I've gone with Nico just because I, I kind of put a shark as the leading try scorer, so their goal kicker should be a leading point scorer. Um and Robbie's asked who my captain is in my fantasy team. I think it is I think it's Cleary. Um I don't so even think I have any <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> I I can't guarantee that. Um it's it's either it's either Nico or Cleary whichever one I grabbed um but yeah I'm expecting um big things out of Nico but yeah Valentine Holmes is a is a a decent shot there again um hopefully we'll see a risky pick from you somewhere Richie um next one we have is the 2023 minor premieres um Surprise, surprise, I've gone with the sharks. Um it's it's the Seagulls all over again, I'm telling you, Rich. Um I'm going all in on one team. Um and who did you pick?
1: You do like a flavour of the month, don't you?
0: Yeah. Um I went Roosters.
1: I went them last year as well. I I think adding Brandon Smith adds adds something something good there and yeah, I I just get the feeling that if I keep picking them they're gonna do me right one of these days. Yeah. One of these years.
0: Yeah, I um, was very tempted to pick the Roosters until I saw that you did. Um, then I changed it up. Um, I think the Roosters are going to be... Um, I, and Paul Paul's leaving, so see you, Paul. <laughs> Paul's <laughs> had enough of us. Um, yeah, so I I did a little bit of a, um, a change of the script after I saw that you picked the Roosters and went with the Sharks. But yeah, I think the Roosters are in for a big year as well. Uh, next one we had was Signing of the Year um I went with Brandon Smith kind of flowing on with from what you just said about the Roosters I think he's going to be someone who makes a, a bit of a difference to the Roosters squad um, we mm-hmm. know they they struggle to get quality players as you know Richie so yeah. um it's good to see them finally get one um across the line um and yeah I think he'll do well for them but your pick up yeah, um, is that just because he looks similar to you or
1: I wish I looked as fit as he does, but...
0: Um,
1: <laughs> um, no, I just feel like he's that kind of player. He has a big impact on teams he plays for. Um, he left Manly and went to the Panthers, and really, once he arrived at the Panthers, they had the nucleus of something good there happening, but when he arrived there, they really went uh, to top dogs who who looked like they had a air of invincibility about them. So I feel like they will... They will feel his loss this year and the tigers will benefit a lot from it
0: yeah and simon's just mentioned that uh, brandon smith will be a good signing but the only downside is melbourne storm players um don't sometimes they don't do that well away um from melbourne so that's always the big hurdle there's been a few you know a few of them have done all right when they've left but there's more that haven't so um yeah that will be the, the biggest struggle i think he's a good enough player to to kind of do what needs to be done um jacko's also said he loves corussell and he'd look great in a warriors kit wouldn't yeah age. man i would have loved one of the signings the warriors made last year to be corussell um yeah but yeah it's not to be unfortunately for us but hopefully he can do something uh for the tigers because they really need some help um next one we had uh, my favorite one of the year is the wooden spoon um mine no no surprise it's the Dragons um a bit like you picking the Roosters all the time to win it I'm always picking the Dragons to lose it (laughs) um personal bias aside not liking the Dragons I don't really feel like they've made any decent signings um no they haven't they weren't well last they didn't play well last year I don't see them playing well this year the only positive they got is they got Ben Murdoch Masilla um but when he's kind of being taunted out, like flowing around as your top signing I feel like you'll be concerned. No disrespect to to my man crush. Um, But, yeah, and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be another bad year for them. But who was yours, Mr. Safe Option? Uh, The Dolphins. Poor Wayne. Poor Uncle Wayne. One
1: of the greatest coaches of all time. But when you look at their squad, you can't polish a turd, as the saying goes. I think they'll struggle
0: yeah and I I know most of the people um out there have been picking the Warriors for some reason to get wooden spoon but I feel like it's flipping a coin between these two teams mm. um to be honest um so they probably this is probably my closest shot to a safe option Richie yeah. um And the yeah, end uh, Simon said he thinks the Dragons get the wooden spoon but thinks the Dolphins will just be around them at 16 to 17. yeah so kind of like what we were saying there and uh, Jacko has also said, "Dragon Spoon Hook will be hooked," um, which is a bit of a spoiler <laughs> yep. for a little bit later on. There, uh, Jacko. Yep. Um, but next up, we'll we'll get away from the the doom and glooms and talk about our grand final matchup. Um, we've got it here. I picked Sharks first, Roosters. So as I said, I thought the Roosters will play well, and I've picked I've put all my money on the Sharks for some reason this year. So I've picked them. And yours.
1: Um. Obviously, the ultimate dreams to see the Warriors there. Very tough to see that happening this year. So, this is what I I think is realistic, but also one I'd like to see. Uh, one of the oldest rivalries in the game, Roosters and Rabbitos, duking it out for the top prize.
0: Yeah, Roosters Rabbitos. I think um, Roosters. I feel like are going to be there just like you are, and yeah, Rabbitos have always are always pushing at the door. So it's it's not the safe pick for once for you well done richie but i think it's a it's a one that could actually happen um simon said raiders panthers um good luck with that simon um i'm not on board with you but it would be great to see uh except for the panthers i don't really want to see um a fourth grand final with the panthers in it No, definitely not but that that's just me um next up we have our deli M's, richie um once again cheating you know I, I put all my money on the sharks but i've gone for nico hines to go back to back um which is surprising because i was surprised he got it last year so um yeah we'll see but if he's going to be leading point scorer and the shark's going to be dominating he's mm. got a got to have a shot so he was kind of the obvious pick for me with how all my other predictions went but mm. yours yours richie
1: here's where i leave my safe options and I'm kind of taking the piss a little but kind of not, because I've said Cleary in the past a couple of times. Um, the fact, the matter is a lot of the times the Dallium's not coming from the top team. Um, yeah. Too many other good players to steal Dallium points from them. You look at the Panthers and the form that Dylan Edwards got into late in the season, which makes it hard for Cleary. Um, he'll yeah. be there or thereabouts, Cleary, but I feel like if the Eels are going to win games this year, a lot of it's going to be off the back of Mitch Moses, so um, a little bit of taking the piss, but uh, maybe not.
0: The thing you have on your side is he's a flat track bully, so you know he's always going to get those three points against those (laughs) on those flat tracks, so that is going to help you a bit there, and uh, Simon said Nico Hines, not Moses, so at least someone's agreed with me on something. We'll see what happens towards the end of the year, uh, Simon, when all my predictions go wrong. Uh, the next one, this is the one Jacko kind of spoiled a little bit early. Uh, first coach to be fired in 2023. Um, we I had to pick two different pitches in our little design, but we picked the same guy. Um, we've both yeah. gone with Anthony Griffin. Um, I feel like he he could have been close to getting to can last year, um, but yeah, I feel like uh, if the Dragons keep going on the trajectory they're going, um, performing poorly on the field performing just as bad off it. Um, eventually, his head's got a roll. Um, so I think this year is the year for him. Um, but why do you pick him?
1: They're just not very good. <laughs> and they, haven't been very, <laughs> they haven't been very good for a while, and, and the culture there doesn't seem to be great. And, yeah,
0: results-based results, results
1: yep. based business. Coach normally gets a sack.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, we were off um yeah Jacko said he <laughs> um Jacko's still coaching like it's the 1990s um and then uh Simon said I don't think it will happen but it could be a chance that Wayne benefits at the Dolphins from the Dolphins getting sacked um yeah Wayne Bennett I I think they'll stick it out with him especially in the first year he's been given yeah um a bad hand so I I don't feel like they're going to sack him with a bad hand um but we were wrong with this last year we picked Match and we got it wrong yeah, um with either. um who it was uh Barnett wasn't it no who was it it was the yeah. Bulldogs coach that got sacked last year uh um, not Barnett Trent Barrett there you go Trent um, Barrett, out of yeah. sight out of mind um yeah. so yeah we got that one wrong I think there's a few um in there you know Justin Holbrook could be a contender at the Titans um you're, you're made it. the yeah, Knights. He's another one. There, there's a few, there's a handful there that could go. Um, but yeah, hopefully we got it right on this one. Um, yeah, mm. and Jackos remind me um, Barrett, not Barnett. Um, and then our last prediction um, we have is our top eight. And before we went on here, we kind of talked about the fact that we've actually picked the exact eight teams. Um, the only difference is our top four has changed position. It might be a bit hard for the viewers at home to see my my beautiful picture, but we'll go through them one by one. So mine, I've got sharks first, roosters second, panthers third, rabidos fourth, storm fifth, cowboys sixth, eels seventh, and bulldogs eighth. Um, and your eight. if you wanna rattle them off, roosters
1: one, rabidos two, panthers missing Kiko and. Coracell a bit too much. They dropped to third. Sharks fourth. Storm fifth. Cowboys number six. Eels seven. And I think this is the year we see the rise of the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah. So I was trying to recall back to our predictions of the top eight last year where we, you were the only one who got a team in the right spot, but we both had seven out of the eight teams that made it. The only team. Yeah. Um, I think I put the, did we both put the Warriors in or was it just me?
1: No, we both did, man. That's why I said yeah. to you earlier in the week, I'm, I'm not going to jinx the boys by picking them this year. If, if yeah. they make it, it'll so, be a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had the Warriors in and I think we both didn't put the Cowboys in. I think that was it. I, I can't recall. Um, you can go back and look later. But yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Um we're both obviously on the same page with the eight teams we think are gonna be successful. Um I just don't see a lot of the teams that were in the top eight last year falling away enough. Um and like Jacko said, the Panthers will struggle to make top four. They're gonna miss Coruso and Kakao big time. I could potentially see them miss it out of the four. I just think they're um they've got enough talent there still um to to hold on to a top four spot. Um but yeah, time will tell. And Simon said Warriors will probably get around between 8th and 10th, the area they're likely to be around. Um, we haven't so really fair. talked about it on yeah. the show, but since preseason start, or even before preseason, I've been in my head, I've seen the Warriors at 10th. Um, I've got no rhyme or reason on why. It's just that seems to be the number that's coming up for me. Um, I keep seeing a lot of people saying it's going to be a lot lower, could potentially happen. Um, but yeah, 10th seems to be the position in my head. Um, I can't remember. You gave me your whole 16, but I didn't write it down. So I don't know. Yeah. Where did you put the Warriors? Can you remember?
1: Uh, Hogfire Caller. I've got it in front of me. Um,
0: 10th and 10th as well. See, we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah. And, um, Jacko's also said, um, if we're around eight to 10, I would be happy. Yeah. Obviously, we want, um, we want them to make the finals. It's no secret as Warriors fans, but I'm trying to be realistic. And it was more looking at the team mm. from last year. Who's going to be bad enough to drop out to t- allow the Warriors into that spot? Um, and that's yeah. where I struggled. But yeah, 10th, I think, would be fine. Um,
1: Mate, if we finish 8th, book the limousine, I'm going on a bender.
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, Simon also said, I think the Warriors will do better with a lot more home games this year the other New Zealand sporting franchise has actually done well since being allowed to play at home. That's true. You've seen like the breakers and the Phoenix do better once they've actually got home games. I do think they're going to improve. I just don't think it's going to be enough to crack the eight. Um, but it's a long game. We've got to play here with a new coach. So if the Warriors show improvement this year, they can build on it for next year. Um, that might be a defeatist attitude on my part, but I'm just (laughs) trying to be realistic. Um, and yeah, and that is the main reason why I'm being a bit careful um, with what Jacko's just put in. He said the first 10 rounds are so tough, likely, we're going to be behind yeah. the pack big time. We yeah. d- I did say that we did a season, an early season preview with Ruin Hammer last year, where I said in the first 10 rounds, I'm only reasonably confident that they win two of them. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance they could be two and eight. Um the other but those the, those two is the knights. Nice. Yeah. The
1: other side of that coin is we have a very cushy run home. So if we stay in distance, um yeah. every chance.
0: Yeah, in that first ten rounds, if they can snag a couple more wins, then it's a completely different story. And um like Simon said, the Warriors have to get the new cha- coach a chance. Um Yeah, I think they're going to. I think Andrew Webster's saying all the right things and building enough where they're not going to flick him away straight away. Um, And Mm -hmm. like Jacko said, um, no, this year's the start of Webster's reign, so don't expect better than mid-table. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying 10th. I I think if he can get them to 10th and they've shown improvements compared to last year, um, I think that's, you know, you'd be disappointed that they didn't make the finals, but you'd be happy that they've set a platform to build on, which, you know, mm. is the goal when you're basically starting again, which is what the yeah. Warriors do every couple of years when they decide to sack a coach, so um, yeah that's it, and um Chico said, yeah, if they close the last half dozen rounds, um, if they're close, the last half dozen rounds are all winnable. yeah, and um yeah, hopefully hopefully it means it's going to be a bit more of a positive show every week, Richie um, I for hope us. so, mate <laughs> um where we're not dragging ourselves through uh warriors review but um anything else you want to add before we sign off
1: uh not really mate thanks for the thanks for the chat it was very fun seeing our predictions as always and yeah, can't wait to yeah. see how close we
0: are yeah exactly so um i've got them all in my little standoff book that i have on my desk where i write all our predictions all our picks and everything so towards at the end of the year we'll go back and look at them and see how how right Richard was and how way off I was um you what sharks will be wooden spoon or something and all my picks will be out the window <laughs> um but yeah before we before we go off just want to remind everyone again that at 10 30 New Zealand time um we will be joining and hammer tonight they're doing their prediction show where it's um, 23 predictions for 2023. Should be a great chat. Um, another late night for us, Richie. Um, yeah. And oh, before we go, Simon, put um, notice you guys don't have the Broncos in the table. I figure to do very well. The Broncos could do very well, but I don't think well enough. Um, it might be a bit of a spoiler for the Ruin Hammer show. I'll give it here. One of my predictions is Reese Walsh. It's going to have a blinder season, and then an off-field um, scandal will see him depart for the rest of the year, and they'll fall apart. Um, yeah, that's that's my thing. There, I'm. If the Broncos make the eight, I, I won't be surprised. It was just hard to put them in there um, for me. But then, like we said last last year, we didn't have the Cowboys in there. Um, so yeah, I have, I, I, they'll be competitive. I have them eleventh. I feel um, like
1: they're they're an injury or two away from exposing some depth problems. And um, if you ask Copper, they're they're not coached very well.
0: Exactly. They don't have a good coach. Um, I feel like if they're one Reynolds injury away, I think, from being a contender to a pretender, that's kind of how I'm feeling. And Reynolds getting a bit long in the tooth, you know, so it might happen. But they might completely make me look stupid, which a lot of the teams we talk about like to do to me. So, yeah. yeah, that was that was all we really had. Um, a bit of a, a quick short one after the long one last week, and then once we're back into the swing of things, I'm sure they're all going to be long when we're actually going into every game that we that we watch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us tonight um, on the Standoff uh, for your weekly update in Rugby League. Tune into the show next week at eight PM here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio um or Spotify just remember to search for New Zealand sport radio and we'll get to do our first picks of the year when we go into project uh, like anticipating round one so looking forward to it and we've got one more from Simon I'll let Simon in before we go um he says he does think the competition in Brisbane with the two team towers uh two teams now will make them better that's true as well um so yeah time will tell with the Broncos but anything else you want to add Richie before I let everyone go
1: you can let everyone go mate. I'll thank them first thanks guys for all the chat um a lot of fun as always and um yeah cheers Brad
0: cheers and I'll uh, hopefully see you guys in a couple of hours on Ruin Hammers show but uh, until then uh good night